Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hi, I'm Karen Bailey, the host of the Corporate Purpose Podcast. Thank you so much for giving me the chance to be here today. Oh, totally my pleasure. Thank you for showing up. Every time somebody clicks the Calendly link and says, yeah, I'll join you, I go like, somebody loves me. (laughs) So I'm always afraid people were just going to like go, this show sucks. I don't want to show up. Um, But anyway, enough of the me leaping on my sword. We do a little conversation beforehand and we were talking about storytelling and you have, uh, I'm going to say, a particularly purposeful reason for wanting to talk about storytelling and I, I'm just thinking, was there, I'm guessing the podcasting came later in your personal discovery of like what you are trying to do as a consultant, what your mission, your personal mission is. So can you tell me, do you recall when you realized that you could use podcasting as a way to share people's storytelling journeys and to give them tips for storytelling? Do you remember like when that light bulb went off? Yeah. So I actually have been writing about purpose for a couple years now. I started a blog in 2017 called Purpose Greater Than Profit. And it was really a way to express the things that I was learning about purpose. So I've been in communications and marketing for almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. And I love working with companies to tell their stories. But then I sort of discovered this shift that was happening in the market where people were thinking about purpose and they were thinking about the influence that their business could have on the communities, on their employees, on their customers. Mm -hmm. And so I started writing about this because I was finding all of these interesting shifts. And like I said, um, consumers were sort of thinking about business a little differently. Employees were choosing where they work a little differently. So I wanted to really share what I was finding. So I started writing and, and I started this blog. And then over time, I wanted to incorporate some new voices into the blog. So I started interviewing people and just kind of writing these recaps of our conversation. But I felt so limited, like there wasn't enough space to tell the whole story, or I had to really sift through our conversation to find these key nuggets. And that's when I sort of happened across this opportunity to take a class and learn a little bit more about podcasting. And I thought, wow, this would be a much better way to share more information and give people a chance to really hear this um, dialogue that we're having and all of these great nuggets. And it wasn't left for me to kind of discern what to pull out of that conversation. Hmm. I I love that she used the word dialogue. Like I I, often I go like this, I pause and I look up and I freeze and people think something's wrong with me. There are many things wrong with me, but usually it's because I have so many, somebody has said so many different things and I'm just like, oh, I want to talk about all those things. Um, but in particular, dialogue le- leaps out at me, leapt out at me when you said that because there's there's different, obviously, duh, Craig, there's different ways to tell stories, right? And I often talk about the magic of audio as a medium and I think you, you've really, I don't know whether you did it on purpose or whether it just worked out that way, but when you try to write and, and try to share storytelling, especially how to do storytelling, when you try to share that in written format, that's tough because I've, I've tried that. It's really hard, but there's something, um, I was going to say something magical, but it's not really magic. It's just inherent. People love to tell stories. And then I did this and then they said that. And like people switch into that storytelling mode, even if they're not thinking about storytelling. And I, I'm just wondering, did you did you set out to create your podcast? Were you thinking of using it as a vehicle to tell stories, or were you imagining it initially as a vehicle that would allow you to be more easily share interviews? 
Do you see it? I'm, I'm like trying to pick apart. You mentioned dialogue. And to me, dialogue is one of the really beautiful parts of podcasting that I think distinguishes journalistic interview from having a story. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that I'm actually going to take that in a little that question in a little different direction cool. because I think I'm trying to use stories more um, in an informational and teaching aspect. Mm. So I was interviewing people and asking them about their experiences building a purpose-driven business or how they were aligning their business around their purpose. And I was pulling out sort of some of these how-tos or key learnings because I really care about helping businesses learn how to use their purpose or learn how to create impact in their business. So I think the storytelling came in in the sense of how do we make this feel really real and approachable and tangible so that people can learn from these real life examples or these leaders that are are kind of coming before us to take these steps to one, get really clear about their purpose and the impact they can have, both whether that's on the environment or socially, but then, you know, how we can all sort of take these nuggets and really work them into our business. Do you find, <clears throat> so um, I know you, you do a mix of, if I understand correctly, a mix of both host on mic where you're, you know, sharing um, and a mix of conversations with other guests on the show. Do you find that the guests surprise themselves with the stories they share or, or do you have it like worked out in advance so you know what's they, you and they know what story they're going to share? So I don't do, I don't prep everything beforehand with them. So there isn't a lot of predetermined stories. Um, I think that I'm really passionate about this space. So I come into the interview with a lot of ideas and questions and um, curiosities. So maybe that's even the best way that how these stories come together is really out of that curiosity of um, I genuinely want to know how they got to this place or I genuinely want to understand the steps that they took both um, – for me, so I can continue to improve how I work with my clients when I help them to define their purpose and because my work is really helping companies define their purpose and align their business around it. So I am constantly curious how leaders are doing this because I think there's not a clear blueprint right now for purpose-driven business or purposeful leadership. So I come into these interviews, you know, thinking about the things that I want to know or what would I care about. And, and I hope that that really translates to the people that listen to my podcast, that, you know, they're curious or, or they're going to take these little nuggets and say, oh, I really like, you know, that that company is doing it this way. Or um, I try to share some of my personal experience um, working with companies. And so I try to tell a few stories where I can about how I've done things or tools that I've used or strategies that I've implemented in my own business um, or, again, you know, techniques that I've used or refined over time because I really want more people to do this. Mm. Do, you, do you think um, my brain flashed back to uh, the book Quiet by Susan Cain? And a lot of that book talks about I'm going to say the the misnomers, the mislabeling of introvert versus extrovert, and I'm I'm wondering like your experience with understanding how storytelling and how understanding purpose, your experience with that is is much much bigger than your podcasting experience. And I'm I'm, I'm suddenly I'm thinking, is there actually a type of 
uh, entrepreneur or type of leader or type of executive in the bigger companies that does better at just like innately finding storytelling. Like I'm wondering if there are commonalities, like certain kinds of people discover like, oh, storytelling works, but I hadn't noticed. And other kinds of people, they're not so good at it. So maybe they learn storytelling as well. I'm just wondering if you've seen any trends in the kinds of people who are using storytelling and how they're using it. So it's, I love that you asked this question. Um, Many years ago, I had this idea and I ended up writing a blog post about it uh, maybe two years ago where I started to push people into these two buckets of um, idea makers and idea takers. So I had this idea that um, – or because I love ideas. I, I said I'm a very curious person. I love to connect dots. I love to see how things fit together. And so I – did a lot of brainstorm work when I was working in in PR and marketing agencies. And I loved just, you know, how do we create something out of nothing? And so I was realizing, though, that there were people in the room as we would have these brainstorms. There were people that were great at coming up with these really clever and fun ideas. But then there were these counterparts of people that could listen to these ideas and figure out, okay, how do we actually put them into action? You know, so you, you kind of have these maybe left brain, right brain type um, individuals that would come together. And so again, I just had this fun idea of idea makers and then the, the takers that would take that and do something with it. Hmm. And then um, I want to say it was um, Start With Why, Simon Sinek's book, um, where I started to understand that there are why people and how people. And if you look at some great businesses, um, you will see that there are a lot of these why and how people that come together to build some of these wildly successful businesses. Um, Disney is the one that's coming to mind. We all think of Walt Disney, but then his brother was really the one that was the like implementer. So I think that... Um, to your point, you know, I don't know if it's introverts or extroverts or um, necessarily these characterizations, but I think that there are people that are, are generally kind of thinking really, you know, big picture and, and maybe community oriented, but they have to be paired up with these um, implementers and, and these takers, as I call them, to, to bring this stuff to life. And, you know, I keep seeing this pattern in, in a lot of different places and, and people use a lot of different language to describe them. But um I, I guess maybe that's the best way I would answer that. Yeah, I, I think that's a beautiful um, expose is the wrong word. That's a that's a beautiful. You started by telling a story. I'm just like, look, meta. Like we're talking about storytelling, um, but that's a beautiful way to to maybe challenge people who are listening to try and figure out. You know, because. I'm so meta, even this acronym, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I'm definitely the how type. And I very intentionally try to create challenges for myself to dig into why, because I can I can do a ton. So on the how side, I have superpowers of processes and getting things finished, but that's not, you know, all of that and none of the why is not a good thing, um, which leads me to, I'm notorious for doing this. I ramble and then I ask a question, which leads me to wonder, um, if it's just because I want the answer, if somebody is over on the how side of things, um, are there um, tools or tricks or like things that I can do to to challenge myself to to try to be more on the why side of the house to try and improve that side of who I am and how I do things? Yeah, there's there's two things that come to mind, and they both from, remind me of of great TED talks that I've listened to. Um, one is 
really this idea of white space. So when you're doing things like taking a lot or when you're taking a shower, when you're doing the laundry, when you're walking in nature, um, that's when a lot of people get a lot of ideas because your brain isn't really focused. So your brain is sort of working in the background, you know, thinking about things that you've heard, that you've read, that you've learned that are happening in your life. And so these these kind of off space or white spaces are a great time to just let your brain create. And so I think that's where a little bit of that why creativity comes from. But then there's this great um, podcast or this great uh, TED Talk episode that I listened to. And I, I wrote a blog post about this as well because it really fascinated me that, you know, again, going back to that brainstorming story, you know, we try to have these out of the box conversations where how can we step out of the box, take away all of the barriers and think as big as we can but then I was learning that sometimes if you put yourself in a tighter box and if you have more restraint, that it really forces your creativity. So there's two exercises of, again, take away everything, you know, the money, the time, these barriers that we put in front of us um, and think real big. But then try the opposite of, of getting as, as specific as you can. And then, you know, if you only if you only had five minutes or even if with your podcast, how you talked about or, or you've shared before that you tried to take away some of the constraints. Um, and, and if you think about that on the flip side, you actually put a lot of constraints into that process. And right. so it brought together something really creative and fantastic. Hmm. Um, so sometimes I want to just drop the mic and hit stop because thank you. That was awesome. But I'm like, oh, well, if you're going to hit it out of the park when I ask hard questions, I'm going to ask the the flipped hard question, which suppose I'm really good at coming up with ideas. I'm a, a really good why person. Uh, I had a guest long ago said, once the book is in my head and I've imagined the whole thing, it's done. <laughs> and yet he had a person who was his other side of that, the yin to the yang, who said, did you uh, write those drafts for chapter two yet? You know, like, so if I'm a, if I were, I'm not really, but if I were a really good why person, are there any things you can think of that would be good for learning how to get better at the how and the do side of it? Yeah. One book that comes to mind is The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin that helps people understand what motivates them and if they're internally or externally motivated. So that book helped me understand where to find my motivation. And it helped me understand what structures I needed to be successful because I am a why person and I do have to build the structure around my business and even my life to some extent of, you know, making sure that I'm very, you know, very structured and have everyone, you know, my kids where they need to be and my business where it needs to be. So understanding my motivations and how the things that I need to be successful is really important. But I think we also need a team. You know, one of the greatest parts of podcasting has been connecting with other podcasters. They help build accountability. <laughs> they, you know, they teach me things when I get stuck, you know, because that's a really hard thing. When you get stuck, you, you, you can't move forward. And so having resources that can help you move forward, particularly people that understand what you're going through and have been in that space, it really gives you that framework you might need. So one, be self-aware, I guess, of 
what you need to be successful if you are a Y person trying to get more structured. Find the structure that works, but also find people that can push you forward because that is a huge, you know, that community piece. And and you're doing a, a great job of building this community for people so that they have those resources to help move themselves forward. I'm like two for two. Um, what should I have asked you that I haven't thought to ask you so far? <laughs> it's like the hardest question of all, right? You know, one thing I'll add, given the opportunity to to, to share, <laughs> um, is really this alignment piece. I talked about that, but that's something right now that that's really a focus for me is um, how do we get, you know, just – in every business, in our own businesses, and in, in the companies we work with, you know, really thinking through why does our business exist? How can we help, you know, the, the communities we serve? You know, how can we shift this mindset? You know, there's this growing mindset shift from shareholder value to stakeholder value where businesses are really looking at these multiple stakeholder groups and how can they support each of these different stakeholder groups? It's not an easy shift. There's a lot of trade-offs that occur in the process. But, you know, taking this idea of purpose and putting it into action is really what I'm most passionate about. And that's why I really started the podcast was to share, you know, A, find another medium to share some of the things that I was learning and be able to give people these, you know, either stories or how-tos or or something that they can easily implement in their program. Um, But I, I just want to help people take this purpose that you know everyone is really excited about and it's designed to motivate people and bring people together but you know how do we put that into action how do we take that and, and make it meaningful and, and create the change um, you know that we really want to see in our businesses or in our communities hmm. I'm, I'm like yes more of that <laughs> like when I managed to remember like the why that I had, you know, like I, I, you, you start in Y land and then you go way over into do land. And a couple months later, you're like, why am I over here again? And like, when I manage to keep my purpose in mind, uh, when I have a purpose, if I manage to keep the purpose in mind and then listen to myself and like stay aligned with that, um, it, everything always goes better. And I think your comment a little bit earlier about finding a team or finding, I like to call them my cohorts in crime, right? Finding, finding some people to work with, to be on, people to be on the journey with me. That's a huge, um, like force multiplier, you know, <laughs> like, like there are things that just get done when there's even more people just like, did you, uh, did you do the thing? Did you, are you sure you want to do the thing? Like just having that other voice is super handy. Um, yeah, I don't know. You like, go ahead. You're welcome to throw anything. Oh, no, in the I was, I, I was, I love what you were saying about the community and, um, just wanted to relate, you know, the concept back to podcasting that one of the conversation that comes up a lot with other podcasters is, you know, going back to even our own why with the podcast. So, you know, that's a huge, you know, I guess piece of advice maybe if, if there are, other podcasters in the community thinking about their podcast or people that want to get into podcasting, you know, my piece of advice is always really get clear about why you want to do it and and what that purpose is of the podcast. Because there are moments where, as you know, you know, the technology gets in the way or, you know, (laughs) the learning curve feels steep. (laughs) The learning cliff, right. (laughs) As we were talking about microphones, even at the beginning of this, um, 
So I would just, you know, really think about what you're trying to do with the podcast. And it's the same way I work with companies and tell them, you know, to really think about, you know, what is that purpose greater than profit alone? Because as we know, you know, we're not necessarily podcasting for profit. You know, we're doing it because we love it, because we have a story to tell, because we have information to share, um, you know, because of curiosity. So, um, you know, that purpose can really guide you through those moments where things feel a little confusing or overwhelming or tough. So I love connecting purpose in multiple ways. Hmm. Well, Karen, it was an, as I say at the end of all these, I, I need more adjectives. I need to buy a thesaurus so I can say something better than that was awesome, but it was awesome. So thank you very much for dropping in, appearing in the schedule, taking the time. Um, it was my distinct pleasure. Oh, thank you so much, Craig. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. And I really appreciate the opportunity to join you.